I am delighted to be sitting here with Mr. Alejandro Echeverri, who is an architect and a designer from Medellin, Colombia, who is uh, currently a Loeb Fellow at Harvard University's Graduate School of Design. And Mr. Echeverri was, in recent years, uh, Director General of the Urban Development Company uh, in Medellin from 2004 to 2005, and as well the Director of Urban Projects for the Mayor's Office in Medellin under Mayor Sergio Fajardo. He is also currently the Director of URBOM, uh, a research center uh, which is at the Center of Urban and Environmental Studies at IAFIT University in Medellin. Thank you so much, Mr. Echeverri, for taking the time to talk to me incredible transformation of Medellin uh, under your guidance and that of the mayor and your team. Could you please start by telling us what are the various factors that brought you uh, to that position, that put you in that position in Medellin to, and enabled you to effect these changes? Yeah. A little bit of personal his history, if you please. Yes. Thank you for the invitation, Sami. Uh, it's a pleasure to, to to talk and to share some of our experience. Um, first, uh, I think um, we, we had a profound crisis, a strong crisis in our city. All my life I've been uh, living in a very complex moment in Medellin in relation with the violence and the combination with poverty as well. We got the drugs and the cartels and so um, that process happened mainly in the extreme uh, uh, conditions of our city. In uh, our city is very, uh, we have a big inequality, and these uh, processes happens. Uh, it's a combination of uh, precarious condition, but as well with some specific uh, um, specific problems of violence. So always in my mind. So we're talking now about the the period of the 80s, which was I am, very I am challenging. Talking, yes, for, I am yeah. talking about the period of the 80s and then the 90s as well, because okay. it's a long a long way. So I was studying architecture and I love the design and I I I, 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 I still be an architect and designer as well. But the question is how can we use and how can we work in different fields, use, understanding as well the urban problems to solve and to trying to help to solve some of our more structural problems that we have at that time. So we start and I start with, with a group of people in our university at that time doing research and doing projects in a very complex places in Medellin, in some barrios and so on. And how to the barrios being the lower income lower neighbors. income the location in, in our cities in the north northeast mm -hmm. and northwest part of the city okay. because our city has like a border a mm -hmm. frontier because it's very segregated so we start to develop and to try to innovate but through the academy in different process that combine urban transformation as well a more holistic approach and uh, i went to study I live in Barcelona for, for some years, studying Medellin and the various from Medellin from there. And uh, so when uh, I returned to my city, we started with, with a specific group of research and consulting. At that time, a civic movement uh, appeared uh, through the leadership of Sergio Fajardo and others. 
and they 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 thought that uh, something has to change in politics and the idea their idea was using education and culture in those neighborhoods where we where we have been have been working with urban and architectural projects. And the until research. then, the, the barrios were mostly ignored until then by... by yes, like, like many other Latin American cities and other cities in the world, um, the, you have extreme opposite situation in the society. So those barrios could be the 40% of the city in, in relation with the population and in the, in the, as well in the, in the, in the area. Of, um, were uh, the poorest areas without uh, uh, very, very little infrastructure very little infrastructure without accessibility and with uh, very structural problems and is it uh, the land that the barrios uh, is built on are built on um, I imagine uh, because of the rapid urbanization of uh, many of these people probably came from the countryside and did they just um, settle on, on a land that belong, that's pri even today maybe privately owned by someone else, or give, give us an idea of is how, is 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 a combination of things. But um, most most of the of the of, of those barrios start growing like informal settlements. So, uh, were, uh, so the occupation was illegal in in, in most of them. Illegal. But, Illegal, okay. but during the time the regularization started. So the situation in 2000 was different. Part some of some of them illegal, but some of oh, some of them are, are well legal, legalized the situation. So we I, I met Fajardo, Sergio Fajardo at that time. I am talking about 2002 when. Uh, and he asked us and asked me to help him with the... I was at the university at the time. But and he, was he as well? Or he, he, was, he belongs to a civic movement. He was a researcher. Okay. He is a PhD in mathematics. He, 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 is not, he was not a politician at that time. So because, because the idea behind was to new people with different interests has to reach the government to produce the changes. Sure. A civic move movement. Mm -hmm. So I start to help him with the government plan for the elections in relation with the urban issues. And he won the election in 2003. And uh, so uh, he is... And sorry, were these urban issues uh, sort of front and center of the election platform? Or was, was the campaign focused mainly on other things and this was kind of a side note that later gained an importance? It was important, but was not the... Not the main... Not the main. It was important because we were talking about some territories specifically, um, but the main was the education and culture in some way. And through the public space as well. So the public space, how to transform the city and the spirit of the city recovering the public space. Because the problem that we had at that time is because the violence and the illegality, the people, during many years, the people changed their behaviors and start to be afraid from one to each other and start to 
to be uh, to lose the confidence and to lose the trust in some way, and, and also lose trust in the central authority, in central authority, okay. and all of those expressions or most of those expressions happens in the public space, in the streets, and so on. So, to transform the institutions, but as well to recover the confidence in the in the city, in the public space, in the streets, in the places, was very important at that time. So this, this, uh, the architecture and urbanism appear at that moment like a very important tool. Sure. Yeah. When you talk about public space, uh, do you mean that literally, or do you mean that uh, kind of figuratively? Do you mean there, there are actually public squares that were uh, ignored or neglected that you, you wanted to uh, bring back up, or? Are you talking more conceptually about the public space? You could talk, we could talk both. <laughs> because always is, the transformation happens physically, but happens psycho in, 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 in psychology as well, and in different, in, different, in different scenarios. So, I, how to recover the public confidence in, in, a, in, a, in a white, how can I say, in a, in an holistic uh, conception, but the physical transformation and the physical recovery of the public space is a very powerful tool to transform the psychology and right. to give visibility to some places as well. So always, I think, if you want to write a new narrative in, in some specific moment of the history of the cities, have, it's important that you have to feel the, the transformation and to see the, the transformation. So the, the, the physical transformation is important, but always there is more spiritual thing as mm -hmm. to happens with emotional connections and with aspirational things. So this, this is a combination of things. And, uh, and I think one of the beautiful things that happened in Medellin at that specific moment was the timing as well, that some things comes together at that time. So now the mayor wins the election. What year are we on? Are we in now? When when he first came into office, he he and we and me start to work the first of January of two of two two thousand four. Okay. Yeah. And you started right away um, thinking about what you wanted to do. Did you start? Uh, I think I read somewhere in the northeast of the, the city. Yes, because. Because uh, when you are in the government, you have four years. You have to be very strategic. You have to choose. It's, 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 it's how you have to prioritize things and to select. Sure. It's impossible to change all, all the problems. So being strategic is very important. And the mayor and me and others of the team, we decide that we, 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 we have to focus in, or in two or three strategic areas of the city trying to develop some specific models of intervention that in, 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 in the, the, we call at that moment the strategy of ur, the social urbanism strategy mm -hmm. and uh, our focus was the north and was the, that because mainly uh, the northeast it, well. it was the area that had the most needs or it, or? it, it was the area that has some of the most needs because Medellin has some of the areas in critical condition but was the how do you say the most paradigmatic area, mm -hmm. because in the in the memory memory and in the mind of the people from Medellin, this area 
represent the, 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 the in some way the problem the connection with the problem of violence because it was the territory of the Pablo Escobar the lord of the cartels at that time uh, had uh, his militias and, and and many things but as well was one of the first uh, informal areas of Medellin okay so it was very paradigmatic so what were some of the first uh, changes within that area? And talk us, if you will, through, the, you know, kind of chronologically how you, you, you set about transforming the area and how you, you started seeing improvements. So <clears throat> first was how to develop in, in, in this strategic area an holistic intervention because one of the problems when you are in the government is always that the different uh, units or secretarias or departments works like insulated, insulated islands. So the territory helps a lot. We define a clear area of the territory where uh, a very powerful infrastructure were, uh, were happening. The city uh, was uh, building the cable car is an innovation of to use the cables. That was the teleferico. Sure, that started before you came into the, office. Or? Yes, yeah, okay. before not to operate, start the construction. Okay. And based on a similar idea of social management and or it was the idea was similar in relation to to build a public transport system, okay. linked with the metro, mm -hmm. integrated with the metro system to those areas. But the new thing was that we. We reframe the conception of the of the public transport system in the way that we 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 wanted to do an holistic intervention around each station, combining physical transformation and programs of education, innovation, entrepreneur, and so on. So we use the stations like a magnetos to develop a very very how do you say very. Sort of a com complete package instead of complete this wasn't package. just at the end of the day this was not just about transportation of but course, it was yes. you know number one it was about transportation but it was also about creating like you said a magnet where education and culture could be could be encouraged could be, could be encouraged and public space because we focus as well in the itineraries of the common people how the the people use the barrios and from the houses to the school to the station mm -hmm. and and how to improve that condition and giving more public services and public spaces and new 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 cultural facilities mm -hmm. as well. And um, so working with the community, thinking that the combination of big infrastructures are important, but the same importance is given to the small details of small interventions and the, the intervention that has to be with the people as well. So, we so the involvement of the community was, was, was an integral part of the process yes, to, yes, to was, ensure success. Yes, and, and, and uh, this process is starting in this area and uh, we, call, we call the Urban Integral in Intervention, in Spanish, Proyecto Urbano Integral, the tool the, 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 that we use to combine physical and social transformation. So the, the barrios as they were existing at the time, give us an idea of the physical condition that they are in or were in at the time. I mean, do these places have, uh, do they have water or do they have? In, in Medellin, 
we have a, a different conditions to, to some other cities because we have a very efficient and good uh, public uh, facilities. So, in, in the, terms of water, in, the, okay. in terms of water and and and, and energy. So and they, energy, yes, okay. they, they have. But and wastewater as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, yes. In not in the hundred percent, but sure. in the eighty-five percent of the areas they have. And and uh, so the priority was the public uh, education, the culture, the public spaces, the accessibility. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, were the physical structures themselves, of, you know, the, the dwellings, the homes in the barrios? Yes. Well, are, they, are they, I imagine, in, in poor condition? Or? In poor condition, yeah. So the and housing they, is a they, huge uh, problem. You know, to well. use the American way of thinking, or I'm sure you have it also in Colombia, there, many of them are not up to code, I imagine, correct? Yeah, yes, it's okay. true. So uh, the reason I ask this is I find it fascinating that, um, you know, you took what was existing, essentially, you know, yeah. the physical condition as, as it was, and you overlaid on top of it, you know, something that's very modern and very uh, forward-looking with the idea that this, this could be, be very successful. And when, when you started, you must have thought this is the way to go about it, even if the physical condition of, of what's existing is, is you know, s s such that in other cities they might have decided to... Clean. To, to clean and yeah. start, start, you know, that, so that's, that, that experience, it's a big, I think, it's a big, is, difference. A big difference. It's, yeah. it's a big difference because first is the respect and to give value of the local conditions, to give value of the memory. Because of, people are attached to these, to these homes even if that, and, that's... And there are a lot of value. It's sometimes you have, because you have some different preconceptions and you belong to the different world. Sure. You, it's difficult for you to see the, 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 the value of the things. No, but I can imagine it. Yeah, right. but uh, I am talking not only about the value of the physical environment. I'm talking about the value of the social engagement, the economy, mm -hmm. I, and most of them informal, but they, they, they have a lot of solidarity and uh, networks and so on as well. And the way, they, I mean, the way these homes are laid out, um, you know, whether it's haphazardly or whether it's some kind of uh, design, even if it's on a small scale, I'm sure fostered some kind of interaction that that the people who live there value very much, right? At least with their immediate neighbors. And yes, and you could improve most of the houses, you could improve them. I mean, I'm saying that as opposed to, as we said earlier, cleaning up and, you know, building Build a high-rise and yes, yes, yes. kind of destroying that... that communal interaction to a large extent the, the 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 process of medellin the singularity if i i i can say is some uh, special sensibility about the local conditions and the houses and thinking that is better to what that to erase mm -hmm. sure. so of course of course some critical situations you you must change them but not with the idea from the beginning that you have to clean everything. Sure. So only, only a strategic decisions. Mm -hmm. But you must improve the quality of the housing. You could do that. You could improve the quality of the streets and the small pedestrian conditions and connections and the stairs as well. And there is a lot and many things to, to work with the community and the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, rea the, 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 the people uh, generally... Uh, how long did you, how long did it take for you to notice that they were receptive to
to to to to your efforts, uh, I'm sure there must have been at least some resistance along of the course. way. Of course, always difficult, yeah. and uh, because uh, there there were a lot of skepticism, right. and because uh, uh, normally no the one had done it before. No, and normally the politicians went to those places, stay one month, some months, and pro do a lot of promises and never do the, the, never the actions. So, so the 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 the, the objective was to develop with the community a plan that combines different steps, but small compromises as well are very important to. To, to, to recover the confidence and the trust. Mm -hmm. If you if you do the if you do the, with the community the view the long view, and you together knows where you want to go, but defining the first phases and I'm talking about very simple ones three uh, three months six months works that you could develop not physically but some agreements design and. The first, the first trees and so mm -hmm. on. So each step it builds builds trust. Is, so in a very simple way. But you have, if you say I am going to do that, you have to do that in, right. in the action. So it's important to have the structure inside the municipality to produce those actions. Mm -hmm. This is another. Right. Uh, this is another history mm -hmm. because it's very complex. You mean the organizational the organizational structure. structure inside and the leaderships of the people and the mayor itself and so on. Mm -hmm. But what changes, uh, if it's easy to summarize, uh, what in terms of organizational structure within the the municipality? What what changes did you make compared to the previous administration that you think were crucial in in so. In, in reaching success, in the, 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 the first was to define what is strategic and keep it strategically during the four years mm -hmm. through all the levels of the administration. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not going to tell everything, but this is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, second, that we define the Empresa de Desarrollo Urbano, the, 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 the institute that I was the director, like the, the house of the strategic projects and uh, with direct relation with the mayor. Mm -hmm. So uh, those strategic territories ha has a head and, and uh, a specific team that coordinate all the different programs and projects mm -hmm. and has direct relation every 15 days in a committee with the mayor directly. Okay. So and uh, the, the the, the municipality as well developed a, a, a group of young uh, managers to follow and to control all the processes of the strategic projects, trying to connect the different departments of the institutions. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. I read a quote that uh, you said uh, one time, which is, uh, you said, these projects don't just have the goal of increasing the quality of life for people, but also to increase the pride and self-esteem of the people. Yeah. And you also said we are in search of beauty and aesthetics. And I've noticed uh, in my preparation before I came to see you that uh, you use the word beauty and uh, you've used it more than once in articles that I've read. And I'm curious, um, you know, in architecture nowadays, of course, People are aware of beauty, but it's um, 
it's considered, I think, by some to be more of a subjective. Yeah. It, do you, what's what? What can you say about this? We, we, we can discuss around architecture a lot about what is beauty and what is not sure. beauty. But um, I, 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 I am, I was trying to talk about uh, quality and beauty. Oh, I see. Well. Okay. It's not quality only, but something that's well finished. Well finished, but as well aspirational also, putting value, because and and brings the design as well in the, into the perspective and like a strategic tool. So, because uh, how to build confidence in some way to feel proud of some space where you are using, and with some new building and space or for pedestrian street and so on. So is in some way is not thinking of if you are trying to help some poor areas you 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 only you need to to do the minimum minimum quality is is how can you develop projects and programs in the same level of all, in all the city in all the city sure not differences so the Everybody uh, wants and likes to, to, to be in a place or in an environment uh, where he is proud of, 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 of them and permit as well uh, to build a clear, clear, clear identity of that. So I'm not talking about the different kind of beauties because we could stop and we, right. it's, it's not easy. But it's... It's about quality okay. and about design as well. So, uh, so you started with the Northeast and then you uh, rolled out similar programs to other areas. What are some of the... Uh, actually, I'm going to list them this way. I, I will, I will uh, give you a short break from talking, but uh, you can tell me if I missed something. Yeah. So as I understand, the, physical, the actual physical changes made uh, you know, on a small scale, you did the small improvements that you talked about, the kind of small steps towards uh, beautification, in a way. You introduced um, an extensive, or at least meaningful, if not very extensive, uh, transport system through the metro cable or the gondolas. Yes. Allowing people to, uh, from the barrios to go to work by... by, by um, Connecting to the metro or going going uh, into the city, uh, you also created uh, a number of cultural centers and schools, which, as I understand, were sort of nodes uh, that that you consider uh, have very important symbolic meaning uh, in order to uh, encourage. Um, you know, people to, to go to these cultural centers and, and, and um, people from all walks of life to interact with each other in the city. What, what, what have I left out in terms of improvements to the physical environment? No, I, I think uh, you mentioned the, the, the more important ones. That in the cultural infrastructure, a very important program was the library parks. Mm-hmm. Is like a network of uh, cultural centers. But how, how many of them were there? Today could be nine okay. in, in different places. Mm-hmm. But and they all have a distinctive architecture. As a, as yes, okay. we we choose uh, we're trying to, to select the best architects of Colombia doing a, a national competitions mm-hmm. for those projects. 
and uh, so a big network of uh, schools and public facilities about education as well. And um, housing, housing is still be a very big challenge in the city. Mm -hmm. But uh, the city developed some good models, some others that is as uh, <coughs> were not enough or good enough, but uh, was an important challenge today. So, but so this is new housing in the barrios or in peripheral areas. The city has the two examples, mm -hmm. but the, the the barrios, the new barrios in the peripheries are a problematic has today a problematic situation. So, um, and one thing that is important is uh, the institutional partnerships and the different partnership that happens in the shadow to develop those projects mm -hmm. because was, uh, the leaderships came from the public government. So we were talking about the, the mayor sure. with some support with the national government, but mainly from the mayor and the municipal government. But the, 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 the public government and the municipality do, uh, did a lot of uh, partnerships with private foundations and private okay. companies and as well with academy. Mm -hmm. So. One of the keys of the process of Medellin is that there is no one solution, but in different examples you can, uh, uh, you can uh, know and you can understand a, a big innovations in relation with the partnerships that happens inside the projects, giving them sustainability and giving, giving them different conditions as well. So this partnership is, is key to success and it leads to the question of where the funding came from. Yeah. Uh, you know, it costs money to build the, the, the metro cables and, and all the, the infrastructure and all the library parks. Yeah. How were you able to fund them? So the, the, the first is to change the priorities with the government. Because Medellin, the city government. The city government. Because Medellin has an uh, important budget, but mm -hmm. like other, other uh, Colombian cities as well. Mm -hmm. And used to have important budget before. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, so it's your decision if you spend the money doing a big infrastructure for private uh, mobility, mm -hmm. like bridges and mm -hmm. different uh, highways and so on, or you, you, you take some of the portion of those those resources and to move to uh, invest them in uh, problematic areas with more social and cultural approaches. Right. So this was the first one. The, the, the second was the efficiency. How to improve the efficiency in relation with the operational condition of the municipality and as well with investment and with the development of the projects as well. And um, the third was to build confidence between different uh, partnerships, because if there is no no if there is no confidence between private and public, you is it's impossible to to develop sure. a strategy like this. So so the politics is very important to give confidence, and if the only way that give uh, that permit you build that kind of confidence is to be the transparency. The, 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 to fight the legality as well and giving the, those process the visibility to, to the people to, to, to start to change 
the approach and the relation with the public sector. So that happens and was very important in Medellin. Nice. And the fourth has to be with a very exceptional situation that Medellin has because Medellin City, the government of Medellin, is the owner of the biggest public facility in the country. And is the second in the the second company in terms of uh, in terms of uh, income in terms of uh, revenue revenue in the country that is EPM Empresas Públicas de Medellín okay. that owns electricity water supply and gas that's publicly held by the city of Medellín is the owner the owner is Medellín and okay. it's public as well. But it's not only for Colombia. It has some business in Central America oh, and, okay. and Chile as well. Okay. And the utilities of that company are very important. So the 30% of the utilities of the company goes to investment to uh, Medellin municipality. Okay. So that thing makes a huge, huge difference as well. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So initially there were, I think, 13 areas that needed attention. Am I right? I read that somewhere. Yes, but uh, we start to, to work with three. Okay. So you started yeah. with the northeast, with Moravia, and then uh, Co Comuna? 13. Okay. Comuna 13. Comuna 13. Yes. 13. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's the status today? Are there, did, did, has it been rolled out to other areas, or the, are you, are you uh, focusing the, on these the three areas? The history is more, more complex, <laughs> because you cannot change the history of a city, I think, uh, in eight years or ten sure, years. Sure, of course. Yeah. And uh, I believe the process of transformation of Medellin start and was sold, was very consistent because some processes happen, happen in a good way, but needs continuity, needs uh, so many, so, some more years to develop. And you improve some specific conditions with some areas, but you cannot transform and to recover all the problems. For example, the housing problem. The housing problem is still be there mm -hmm. in some of the areas that uh, happens the transformation. So the, the question, and it's a question that I have as well, is how the continuity is going to be. And with the current administration, you do have continuity in, in the sense of continued commitment to the project. Yeah, we are okay. lucky in that way. Okay. Understanding that the politics are very fragile, very, very uh, fluid. Let's very say very fluid. Yeah, as, as in as in many countries. As in many countries. So, so this is one of the reasons because it's very important to develop local processes that has uh, and to to permit and to increase by themselves the evolution of the situation at the projects and to build a, a, a wide range of partnerships as well. Not all of them, not all the cards on the public table. Right. You could start, but how to design an innovative and intelligent, intelligent process that expand the processes in some ways. How, how can we uh, make sure to the extent possible that there's no backsliding? In other words, that, you know, God forbid that 15 or 20 years from now, it's, we will have regressed instead of gone further I forward. Think it's impossible to guarantee, 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 guarantee 100% uh, or protect 100% the situation. But um, one, one thing that is 
that is very powerful is the success in some way. The success not only in theory or in image, mm -hmm. the success in the transformation of the people's life. Because the people learn a lot, and the barrios as well learn a lot, the people in the barrios. And they, they start to be more, not only proud, they want always and ask. They, they, they develop a sense of ownership. Ownership and, and, and empowerment. So, uh, so uh, it, this, is, this is very important as well. And you as well, you, it's important to develop inside the teams of the administration and the municipal government the, the recognition of the, the value of the projects because the people that still be inside the public government is going to continue. Mm -hmm. So you, you, it's important to build partnerships inside as well. But it, for me, one of the, the most important thing is to build consensus for some specific uh, decisions in the city. For example, the education and the, the education and culture and uh, the public space uh, in some of the more problematic areas. The process in Medellin developed like a consensus with some private foundations, academy and the government and, and, the, and the politics as well about some priorities. So, that is not a complete guarantee of guarantee. that is not going to happen uh, a cut, but permit that some kind of continuity happens in different forms. Well, yeah. if I may, um, you know, another way of looking at it is to say, uh, you know, in the 1980s, Medellin was part of the world consciousness for, for another reason. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, uh, yes. a bad reason. And today, you know, you had a, an enormous leap forward, and Medellin is once again in the world consciousness, but for a good reason this time. And as a result of that, you know, the reason I'm saying this is that now, you know, this invites foreign investment, I hope. Yeah. You know, more tourism, more. Um, more people uh, interested in Medellin, which uh, I hope this means that the fact that eventually everyone is a winner as a result of, 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 of this new interest, that the constituencies that maybe would have been opposed to these changes 10 or 15 years ago now see that it's also to their own benefit. Does that make sense? Or? Yes. Or am I, am, I, am I being utopian here? <laughs> it's, it's utopian because it's not a, it's utopian, but every it not it, there is not history that is black and black sure. and, and white. There are a lot of grays, mm -hmm. but mostly it's true because because the externalities that happens after the to recover the confidence and and the spirit in some way of the society. In this, uh, uh, permit that uh, many others' uh, interest uh, start to see uh, Medellin like an opportunity. So start to appear international companies, and uh, Medellin is, is start to be again like uh, one of the main cities for uh, e events in Latin America to do to do different events. 
and uh, a lot of researchers sort of for you, conferences, conferences or events, like that. events. Okay. Yeah. so a lot of a lot of researchers universities start to be to be interested to have partnerships with with different institutions of Medellin so is like a virtual cycle that mm -hmm. start to, sure. to happen but saying that I, I must to say that we still have structural problems so we the, the, the challenge is big so it's not we don't have uh, it's too early to declare victory no it's yes it's too it's the victory is too far <laughs> <laughs> so yes. one way if I hear you correctly one way you measure success uh, is that you know the people who live in the barrios have responded positively that it's improved conditions that uh, there's new interest in Medellin there's new investment there are, there are new events taking place there there, there's kind of a revival. This is how you measure success, ultimately. Am I right? <coughs> or, or do you have something more tangible? That... No, this is one part. Mm -hmm. This is one part. And uh, I think I, 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 I think the, the main is the, how the quotidianity happened today in, in our city. If I, am, I'm, if I am talking about the quotidianity, about the everyday life in different parts of the city, Mostly in some of the problematic areas, where the kids and the people and the mothers could be out and move and have facilities of education and could uh, spend half of the time in public transport system going to the work and the the kids when when go goes out from the houses or, or the schools they don't see today the armies that uh, has uh, the, the informal armies mm -hmm. that used to have in charge of the public space. So you mean militias, militia, paramilitary, yes, mil okay. mil paramilitary, and so on. So they have different opportunities. We, we still have problems and so on, but the the early everyday life change a lot, mm -hmm. and uh, so change the priorities because the city. Today is, is, is thinking in education, innovation, and not in violence and sure. security only. Of course, the city has to, to continue to fight the violence and in the, in the illegality, mm -hmm. but the priority and the psychology, psychology of those priorities change, mm -hmm. and that makes, makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Thinking in innovation and education today is very important. It's completely different history from 15 years ago or 20 years ago. Right. Okay. So the city of Medellin in 2012 was chosen as the world's most innovative city by the Land Urban Institute. And this is in large part thanks to your efforts uh, and, and your team as well, with, and, and Mayor ma Fajardo. Many people, because we were in the government at that time with Mayor Fajardo, but then came another government sure. and another government and many people are continuing to do right. so works and so yeah. I think it, it speaks very much to the spirit of your effort that you're uh, very generous and I'm sure truthful in uh, giving credit to a lot of other people but I think you're also probably one of the best uh, people to ask this following question which is if we were um, to take Medellin as a as an example or as a test case and there are many troubled cities all over the world and if we went to one of those cities do you have kind of a I know it's difficult to answer in the abstract until unless I give you a specific name of a 
of a specific city, but are there some kind of easy items kind of on a, on a short checklist of things that could be, uh, that you think would be necessary in order to start implementing some of these changes? One thing, and it's true that every citizen have some singularities and some local conditions, and it's important to understand that. But uh, the first has to be with the common sense. And it's, it's simple, but, it, but it's difficult. Because always is, uh, you find and every, everybody has an agreement what are the problematic issues and the problematic areas of the cities. But the political decisions to solve those problematic areas and issues uh, doesn't happen uh, mostly. So, to focus in those problematic areas and be strategic and continuous and do work with ethics is important. I strongly believe in the connection with the local conditions, in the connection with the public policies and the public uh, and urban transformation where the people live and where the people has a, has a, a identity and, uh, and where the life of the people the city is happening, so I am talking about the barrios and their neighborhoods. I think they are very important. And uh, so, if I hear you correctly, don't try. Uh, this 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 would be addressed to uh, leaders of other cities. You know, don't try to implement things from the top down. Very much involve the the people who live there with the changes that you're proposing yes, and, and kind of yes, buy, and, uh, acquire yeah, their trust somehow. I agree with you because. Some of the of the politicians try try always to follow the big examples in, in the big cities, mm. and some of those solutions are very far from the necessities of the of, of their cities as well. And, um, uh, well, even in the large uh, modern uh, cities in, in, in developed countries, course, you know, in happens. Europe and the you happens know a, lo a well. lot of these areas are problematic. You know the. the the, the, the grand projects of uh, you know building uh, low-income housing that was done in the 50s and 60s as I'm sure you're very well aware was was not all that successful yeah in so, most places yeah some, so, some places were. Yeah. one and to to develop an holistic interventions in the strategic areas is not easy but it's very powerful if you could combine simultaneously a package of actions physical transformation, I am talking about public transport systems, public space, spaces, spaces for cultural education, etc., but as well a programmatic package in relation with innovation, local economies, culture. So how could you develop a strategic action and holistic action in those areas and move from one area to another? But but it's very important to develop a structural transformation that permit you to have success as well. Sure. Because the only way to, to give you the continuity is the success. <clears throat> okay. Okay. And when uh, I have a couple more questions, one of them is about the metro cable or the gondolas. I've seen uh, a couple of articles recently mentioning that uh, the gondolas might be a viable option for other cities. Of course, Medellin, you chose them because it's a very hilly uh, city, so it made sense. Uh, it's probably very impossible to build a, a metro up the hill, I'm guessing. Yeah. But do you, do you think um, 
whether it's from a financial perspective or a practical perspective, is, is the gondola a viable option for, for other cities that maybe don't have the topography that requires it? The gondola is, is a public transport system and you have and you find different technologies to build an integrated system. In Medellin appears because the difficulty to reach and to develop a public transport system for the slopes and some of them was close to impossible so develop that that technology or change the conception of that technology that used to be uh, used to work with uh, touristic uh, uses and so on in other places so Medellin uh, developed to public transport system, but it's important to understand that, that, that the gondolas of Medellin are integrated with the metro system okay. and with the other types of uh, public transport systems. So it's not an insulated system. So you get off the gondola and you get in the subway. So it's the same. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, when you take a metro and you have to... To, to change, make a to connection. Make a connection, right. is the gondola. Got it. So it's not, it's not an insulated uh, right. thing. So, and uh, the gondola has some limitations as well in terms of technology, mm-hmm. but if you know... Of what, capacity also, right? It's of capacity probably. and flexibility, because you cannot change the cabins and you cannot uh, add more cabins like metros and so on. Right. Yeah, you, could, you could expand the metro system sure. and so on. So you must understand the limitations as well. And the most important is to understand how they could work in integrated system, but as well at the same time, how can you develop through the stations in some of those problematic areas an integral transformation. If you combine those things, you have a very powerful tool in your hands. Mr. Echeverry, have we covered... I, I I can't say all the points, but let's say most of the points that that we should cover in uh, talking about Medellin and its transformation. So, thank you. You must to go to Medellin. And yes. We, 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 we must as well to continue uh, to learn from comparing and, and understanding different cities and places, of course. Because I hope, uh, I city, hope, I cities hope are dyna- dynamic. Yes, yeah. and urbanization is only increasing. Increasing a lot, so you, yeah. The, the lessons of Medellin, I think, should be uh, widely noted by people who have uh, who take these issues at heart. Alejandro Echeverri, I cannot be thankful enough. It's been extremely interesting and a real education. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you to you. Thank you so much.